Welcome, welcome. The Peaky Offseason is on fire. The show might be coming back for you soon, but our podcast is trying to dish out gossip, updates, any predictions that we've got for you. This is By Order of the Peaky Blinders. I'm Daniel, joined by the fantastic Marissa Fox McCann. Marissa, how are you doing on this uh, Wednesday afternoon? I am doing great. How are you doing? Can't complain. You know, it's always nice when there's a reason to text you or Josh and say, <laughs> let's have an episode. And today, another great reason. The last time we talked to all of y'all was the announcement that Amber Anderson would be joining the cast, most likely to play the wife of Oswald Mosley, who has confirmed via Instagram that he is coming back. Sam Claflin, who we expected, would be recurring his role. Today, a little bit more of a, of a vague character. We can make some guesses. It's the announcement that Conrad Khan, who is a 21-year-old actor from London named a BAFTA Rising Star Award nomination and British Independent Film Award for Most Promising Newcomer. So basically what, what the Grammys is for like best new artist. It seems like uh, Peaky Blinders has nabbed him to play dot, dot, dot. You know, it's amazing. Peaky Blinders, I feel like has been so amazing at just getting these stars in the beginning of their careers, right? We have so many people that have just done amazing things that they started there, you know, and it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, you think about Finn Cole and you think about a lot of these, uh, these guys that maybe are still waiting for Peaky to wrap up before they ignite mm -hmm. their careers. Right. I mean, even, yeah. even thinking about um, Ben Younger, who now is on fire all over America and, you know, playing in, in huge movies as Malcolm X and yeah. Barack Obama. We've talked about that a few times. And so um, I think that we're going to spend a little bit of time in this episode making some guesses. We're going to spend a little bit of a time covering some other updates that we've seen and also going over a few of uh, the emails that we've gotten throughout the last couple weeks, whether it be through Facebook at facebook.com slash peaky podcast or over on Twitter at twitter.com slash by order of peaky. How weird is it to say twitter.com, right? <laughs> Just like feels odd. Uh, you can also email us at B-O-O-T, peakyblinders at gmail.com. Let's, uh, let's just have a fun little chat here about a little bit of the postings that we've seen from around town, mainly from the Twitter or the Instagram account, Peaky Blinders Season 6. There was one picture that was posted, I think it was yesterday, might have been early this morning. And it was a photo by Matthew Plainfoss, who is, I think, another one of the fantastic director of productions that Peaky has been able to grab. And it's just kind of showing like twilight in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. but you see like the out, sun filtering through it. Yep. But what stood out to me more than the photo was the caption. And it said, day 31 of 85. And that, that's got my, uh, my little sensors tingling. That means that that's are there like only 40%? Yeah. Are there only 54 more days of filming? Like, are we going to, are we going to get this show in 2021? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's definitely possible. I so mean, that's, they're really knocking, knocking it out there, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. We've gotten some Killian Murphy spy, uh, spottings in Castlefield, which is where they're filming now. A ton of new photos from, you know, Arthur to Ada to pictures of Finn and, you know, Finn, the character, not the actor. We've had some pictures of Finn Cole as well emerging in the last few weeks. 
So you can go over and, and catch us on patreon.com slash by order of Peaky if you want to see all the photos that we are seeing posting constantly and some breakdowns of Marissa and I making some guesses of those scenes with Tommy and Michael. Which, by the way, I don't, you just brought up Ada. Um, I don't think, ha, have we congratulated her on her pregnancy? Because Sophie Rendell is very pregnant. She's like eight months pregnant right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if you and I have. I think Josh and I talked about it. We were wondering how you can kind of hide that. And we, we talked about the different shows and movies that have hidden um, women, most notably, at least so in my many. mind, the, the main um, character from How I Met Your Mother, I think was pregnant early on, the one from American Pie. And they really did a good job disguising that. But yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how much we're going to get of Sophie Rundle in this season. She's done a lot of work over in America. She was in um, um, George Clooney directed movie on Netflix called Midnight Sky. She was in that for a little bit. I remember we watched it getting off my seat and going, yes. And like, you know, the scene from, uh, from Leo in, uh, in the Hollywood movie and where he's like, that's me on TV. And I was like, that's Sophie Rundle. Yeah. She was so good in that. And so that's also, been, this is like not related, but Felicity Jones was like fantastic in that. Big I fan. Her so much. She's so big, cute. Big Felicity Jones fan. She's from the Star Wars, uh, one of the, one of the later movies that they made a few years ago. Um, but now I want to uh, dedicate this portion of the podcast to our queen. I, I mean, we've been standing for Anya Taylor-Joy for far too long now. She finally gets a little bit of, of credit. She wins the Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Miniseries. We all loved Queen's Gambit. I couldn't not see Anya Taylor-Joy's character from as Gina in that, but it didn't <laughs> matter. I mean, she was so good. She was also nominated for her role in the movie Emma as well. So congratulations to Anya Taylor-Joy. She is so great. And, you know, I think that, I mean, her character is very unlikable in Peaky Blinders, which is the point. And I think that then seeing her in these other things, like I appreciate her so much more in Peaky Blinders, right? Because like, she's so likable and to be this unlikable person, like that, that's acting, man. She's doing great. <laughs> and, and she really came out. So a lot of these uh, pictures and videos and everyone seeing of her is Anya Taylor-Joy disguised as this Queen's Gambit you know, a redhead who isn't supposed to look good. She's like a young teenager for most of the show. And she doesn't really get to be beautiful, you know, in, in the material sense that uh, Americans love to talk about. So she was beautiful in the Golden Globes. She wore this green custom Dior dress and was absolutely uh, like stunning. Oh, and for anyone, so I'm sure you could just look her up right now on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. Had like diamonds scattered all over and she's also just like a, just like a normal person. When I heard her on the uh, the Watch, which is a podcast that talks about TV shows run by The Ringer, so I'm really happy that she's getting some more notoriety. And I think that just by putting her face next to the name Peaky Blinders on Netflix, which is what the algorithm has started to do, I'm sure is garnering a lot more traction. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then there is another Peaky Blinders actor that won a Golden Globe, and I'll tell you what. I have gone over his name on IMDb so many times when I'm watching The Crown. And it's, <laughs> it's not something that I ever put together that Josh O'Connor, who plays Prince Charles in this last uh, two seasons of, of The Crown, won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Drama Series, nominated for a British Academy Television Award for Best Supporting Actor. He was in Peaky Blinders 
for a few episodes, okay? And, and it was a, he was a young kid. It was, uh, I think it was the second season. He was in three episodes. And he played like a, uh, what was it? it was, his name was James. And I, I couldn't even like, I couldn't even place it. And if you think about it, it's Ada's gay roommate. Remember? Oh, I totally recognize him. You are absolutely right. Yeah. Yep. And so it's like, we only got like, a, what, like one scene where he really even spoke. But yeah. congratulations to Peaky Blinders alum, perfectly <laughs> exclamating your point that Peaky Blinders is a fantastic launch pad for yeah. actors. And, and I think that'll bring us full circle to the meat of this conversation, which are guesses about Conrad Khan's character. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely. So, so he looks young. And the photo that was posted of him in the Peaky Blinders attire is him kind of looking a little raggedy. And that's mm -hmm. what I've seen a lot of guesses that have swayed away from him being a Shelby, right? First thing is, is he Tommy's son, Charlie, right? And did, how far did they move forward? Because I, I, you know, I think that they're, they're making a pretty solid time hop. We've, we've kind of come to an agreement that they do it after every season, but this one might be the furthest. We'll see. That's a guess. There's a guess out there that Josh sent me. He's unable to jump on today with us, but, but we'll be recording for Patreon for you guys soon. That it might be Carl Thorne, Ada's son, mm -hmm. all grown up. Hopefully we never have to see that character again because he is the <laughs> devil. Um, but still just not dressed up enough, right? To be a rich, a rich kid. Yeah. So I've seen a few guesses. I don't want to talk about those until we give our pure natural first instincts of who this, let's call him a 16 year old, 16 to 17 year old uh, character in season six might be. You know, I have a hard time seeing it, you know, be Tommy's kid. I, he doesn't look put together enough. And then, you know, there's the whole Ada thing and like, Carl's a dick. Um, and I, I don't think that Carl is going to acquire that, um, you know, like communist not being like this fancy part of this fancy family. I, I don't think that Carl's going to take that, right? I don't think that he has that in his future. I think that he is going to be somebody who um, you know, even presents that they are higher than they actually are in real life. You know, just the way that he he treated Ben younger. I mean, he's a dick. He's no, he just, was terrible. I mean, he, I honestly wouldn't mind seeing Carl as like a sidekick to Oswald Mosley, right? Because like they both <laughs> love the whole fascist regime and the idea of saluting by doing the Hitler salute and all that, all that jazz. So if he wants to like be his protege, that wouldn't be a terrible uh, turn for that character. But it wouldn't be enough to garner like a huge announcement and a big, like this is a star character. The yeah. way that they're building up Conrad Khan, he is a leading role in season six, according to the, the Peaky Blinders Instagram. So Let me I, hear your guess. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I saw, I think, who the comments that you also saw, um, which I think is like a really good guess. But if I'm, and that would not have been something that came to my mind. Mine either. So what comes to my mind, like when I'm looking at him, we had already kind of like talked about, you know, what if Tommy has another kid from France or, you know, from before, which this kid, so obviously the actor is like 2021, 
the pictures of him make him look a lot younger but you know that doesn't always necessarily mean anything right so if he was born in like the late 1910s if this is like not the late 30s he could be you know in like the late teens early 20s type age range and you know I I think that that's like a really wild guess but you know it's it's fun to think about (laughs) it's it's a solid guess um I just think that they're so good at casting yeah it just doesn't feel like they would put someone that looks like that and you go ahead and you guys can go ahead and look up Conrad Khan he's kind of blondish blue eyes Killian's got those blue eyes but it feels to me like Ugh, it feels like these guesses are going to be right. And, and I'm going to go ahead yeah. and, and hit you with a couple of these guesses. So if you don't want any guesses, any theories, anything like that about this that are more than just, oh, maybe it's this person, maybe it's this person. I mean, it could be an American, right, on Gina's side of the family, but he looks European. Conrad yeah. looks, he looks French. I mean, he does look French. So like that's, that's definitely possible. He could be Canadian because we do know that some of this season will take place in Montreal or just outside of, of um, the French Montreal area. So he could just be a, like a young kid that Tommy takes under his wing and we're being led astray. And that's going to be my go-to punch it in. I told you guys so in six months. Mm-hmm. But all of the guesses are that it's John's son with Esme coming back and maybe being against Tommy, maybe being with Tommy. We know Esme hates Tommy, blames him for the death of John. And I think I would really enjoy bringing back a little bit of uh, like the temperament of, of Joe Cole's character through his son. So that would, be, that would be fun. But it just, it doesn't feel like enough time could have passed, right? Well, so one thing too is that people are theorizing that this might be from his marriage before Esme. So it might not be, because remember he had four kids and that's why he wanted to marry oh, Lizzie. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So this could have been one of those four kids that, you know, of course, I think Esme the took them all. Who, I mean, there was, she must've had like eight kids because she was pregnant quite a few times too. Um, so we have no clue like how many kids John actually had, right? But I'm assuming she took all of them because we never heard about those four previous kids right. again. I like that. I, I like that. I, but how do you think he ties into the storyline? We don't really even know what the story, we know there's going to be obviously the Oswald Mosley storyline. And now we know that there's going to be some Canada smuggling going on. There are wrinkles and, and rumblings that I've gotten that I'm going to get to one of our, our listener feedbacks here that talks about Canada a little bit more from Helen, who keeps nudging me and asking me when I'm going to break this news that she discovered. So I'll talk about that in a minute. But how do you how do you factor John's son? It's not like he's he maybe Tommy feels like he deserves a part of the share because he's a Shelby and, and he let his brother down. You know, it's definitely interesting. Another thing that kind of just popped into my mind is which I'm like trying to research this quickly, but of course, like Wikipedia isn't that easy sometimes. Um, did Oswald Mosley have kids? Could it be a which I don't I don't think it would be old enough though. So there's that. I'm not you so know, sure. I think that it's the way that they are presenting this, like it, clearly it's a very important character. And I think that that's the hardest thing, like trying to figure out how that fits in. I think that if John's kids were to come back, I think that they would be with Tommy. I, I have a hard time seeing that like turn against the family, even though like Esme 
had issues, you know, but at the same time, like Esme never, she just wanted her family safe. Like she never wanted Tommy to go down. She just wanted her family safe. You I, know? I liked Esme. I was a big I Esme fan. Esme. I loved the way she riled everyone up when there was that scene when Polly took off her, I think yeah. it was like, uh, what was it? She took off her heels, got really drunk and then led them all on the march downtown. That was great. <laughs> that was all spurred by Esme. The way, yeah. that, the way that Stephen Knight turned her into a bit of an antagonist was disappointing. So I wouldn't even mind seeing Esme coming back for season six with her son. That would be fun. Yeah, I just have a hard time seeing them unless, unless it was a situation in which Esme was working like with Polly, um, which of course we have yet to see the fallout of Abarama dying. Um, and, you know, that's going to be really, really hard on Polly. So who knows? Like, the drama obviously Polly and Tommy were very strained for a long time but who knows exactly how that has like developed after you know Ab losing Abarama so I'm sure we're gonna see more and more updates and and maybe even a couple leaked set photos so we're gonna table this conversation I do want to talk about Conrad Khan a little bit he was most recently in a movie called P County Lines which uh, was released last year. He was in an episode of the most recent season of Black Mirror, which was that episode that featured um, Andrew Scott and Topher Grace with the uh, like tech millionaire. I don't know if you ever watched Black Mirror. Um, and Conrad Khan had like episodes. He had the smallest of roles. I just looked up a photo of him, but still, it was a it was a good episode with like a guy who tried to get in touch with basically like. Jeff Bezos and, and he was like holding some he was holding like a guy that worked at the company hostage in the car and that was it was the hot priest from Fleabag uh, <laughs> Andrew Scott who was also the bad guy from Sherlock and so he was a, a character in that he was also a young kid acting in the second Huntsman movie that featured Chris Hemsworth I don't know if you ever saw I didn't those see it, but I wanted to <laughs> I didn't want to see them and I won't be seeing those movies um but I think it's like is that like the Snow White Huntsman is that yes like yeah, Ch Jessica so. Chastain tried to do that so really only six credits to his name he was in one episode of something called Baptiste which is about a detective and so that was that was in 2020 and then a short called The Passenger so Conrad Khan I mean they really up and comer is is a stretch I would say because it's not like an American. In America, I think you would call like Finn Cole an up-and-comer, like a newcomer. Yeah. Because he is just starting to be in movies with Margot Robbie and, and, and in the show called Animal Kingdom. But in England, I guess they are recognizing his talent more Let's than anything. Let's put it this way. Conrad Khan has less than 5,000 Instagram followers, <laughs> which I, is I will I am willing to bet that more than half of them came in the last day, honestly. Oh, absolutely wild, you know, and it's that's just, that's so crazy, but you know, it, it, it is what it is, you know, that's yeah, so but cool. I, I do love that he has this theater background. He was a member of the mm -hmm. Arcola Youth Theater in London from 2012 to 2015, then kind of broke into the, uh, the industry a little bit in TVs and movies. I mentioned the two awards, both of them were for the movie County Lines. So he mm -hmm. must've had a good role in this film. It looks like he's the starring character in County Lines where his photo as a kid is on the, uh, is on the cover. 
And so that's and just to remind everybody, that's where Killian Murphy comes from too, is like theater. Um, like I there was at one point in an interview where they talked about how like he just absolutely kills it with the theater and that we don't see that because we see him on screen. But if you're ever like in England, like that's that's his background, like that's like his bread and butter is like this theater, which is just so crazy. <laughs> right. Okay. So we've got a couple questions. And I think that we'll go with the first comment on, on BOOTPeakyBlinders at gmail.com here from Mike in Valencia, letting us know it was a little bit late, but he's, he's chiming in on our top 10 shows for conversation. <laughs> I want to let you know that I finished listening to the best shows of 2020, and I can't believe Daniel didn't have Ozark on his list. Sorry, I hadn't. Just, it was one of those things that and, and uh, Better Call Saul, just, I just forgot. And neither of you had the crown anywhere, even though it was on Daniel's honorable mentions. All right, Mike, I finished it after. And on <laughs> Apple TV Plus, you guys should check out Tom Hanks's movie Greyhound, which I did. It's great. And Daniel, I took up your suggestion on industry and watched two episodes last night. It was awesome. Good pick. Keep up the good work. Industry, huge fan. Not to mention, I do want to take my moment here. I know it's not, you're not Josh, and I didn't do the top 10 with you, but my number one show of the year won the freaking Golden Globe that nobody thought it would, and that's Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted freaking Lasso, this That's comedy so that was based off of a, a, a Premier League short four years ago on NBC. And Jason you know, Sudeikis was high as balls. I don't know if you saw the video. He's like in a, in a sweatshirt in London at like midnight, just totally toasted, talking in circles about things that he says to his kids. And Don Cheadle's like, wrap this up, dude. And they keep <laughs> showing Eugene Levy. And he's like, let's get this over with. And it, it, was, it was fun. I didn't watch the Golden Globes, but I watched that clip. That's so funny. That is, you know, Tad Lasso is not something that I, I have not seen it. It's not that I'm not open to seeing Watch it, it, but please. it's just, that's one of those things where you're like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Watch it. Please watch it. I okay. definitely will. It's on my and list so along with industry. <laughs> industry is so good. It's, it's euphoria, but instead of like in a high school environment with like crazy shit going on, it's a bunch of first year bankers in London. That's kind of okay. like the way that I would talk about it. Um, really well made. And then we've got Helen. Helen's a, a longtime fan of ours who constantly is helping me out with different things that she notices. She was the one that pointed out that they were even in Canada instead of, of France when um, the Northern Scott uh, website and a newspaper in Scotland, Portsoy, pointed out that one of the pupils that was a local uh, Portsoy girl was playing a French-Canadian girl from McQuellen, which is definitely not the way you pronounce it, M-I-Q-U-E-L-O-N. And then she said, did it occur to you that they are not in France, but on the island of McQuellen outside of Canada? Take a look at the history of this island and maybe a reason for Michael looking like an American gangster. And so here's another oh. moment where if you don't want any sort of spoiler for season six, skip ahead about two minutes. Because according to Google, starting in 1920, the United States passed the 18th Amendment, which led to prohibition. As a result, the islands of St. Pierre and McQuellen became transshipment points for bringing in illegal alcohol from Canada into the United States. Some Canadian provinces also experimented with prohibition, but alcohol manufacturers were still allowed to distill liquor for export in Canada. Okay, so we've got that all. A lot of laws going on. Many gangsters, including Al Capone and Bill McCoy, set up operations in the islands using them as a base to smuggle alcohol into the United States. Fishermen and armatures gave up their regular job to unload alcohol. 
from Canada, Europe, and Bermuda and store them in warehouses. You can look more about it. The boom lasted until the end of Prohibition in 1933 and then collapsed when Prohibition was repealed, leaving a depressed local environment behind. Local legend holds, and this is Wikipedia, so there's no confirmation. Local legend holds that Capone regularly visited St. Pierre and a local bar displays a hat alleged to have been his. And we've already heard Alphonse Capone name dropped by Tommy Shelby. Wouldn't mind one bit getting an actor <laughs> to play Mr. Capone here in season six. So, you know, this is something that you guys have also talked about, the fact that you think that Gina Gray is, you know, related or has some sort of connection to an American gangster. And so is this why they were sent back to, you know, is this how Michael leaves Small Heath, Birmingham? Is is he sent back there because they're going to be like the American side of the importing? You know, that's a great option. <laughs> And, and let's not forget, and I know this was in the heat of the quarantine, but Stephen Graham, co-star of Tom Hardy in Taboo and former big-time star of Boardwalk Empire, Stephen Graham also in Snatch, Pirates of the Caribbean, Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy, one of my favorite like low-key actors who was also in that Greyhound movie. He was in The Irishman and Rocketman. And he's, I mean, a big, I'm a big fan of his. We've kind of let that slide under the radar that he was announced back in April. That was like a Friday afternoon news dump for Peaky Blinders to let us know that he was gonna be joining Peaky Blinders. Ah, it feels to me like Stephen Graham, who played Al Capone for 56 episodes in Boardwalk Empire. Is that like too on the nose? Is that too easy? I mean, that's definitely, you know, leading us somewhere. <laughs> he was a main character as Al Capone in one of the most famous TV shows ever. Ah, it, it feels like Stephen Knight's playing with us here. You know, like it's all a red herring. Yeah, I mean, it definitely could be. What if he comes back and he's like, you know, has like a small part as the cop that busts them, right? Yeah, like he, or he, he could definitely just also be like Gina's dad or Gina's uncle. You know, like one of those things that we've yeah. talked about where it's, it's such a, a, a turn away, like instead of Gina being involved, in crime in America, her parents are just like stock market millionaire. You know, because they said they're well <laughs> off and they've said that they've got experience with different things, but they could just like, what if they just like own a sports team or something like that, you know? Yeah. Right. Or what if they are in some sort of government and then therefore they are able to like, you know, take the money and sweep it under the rug, you know, because then that's fantastic because Tommy's not going to get in trouble. Like that's well, easy. I don't think Gina's family is going to help out Tommy. Well, that's, that's very true. Her, I guess it depends on, oof, there's so much going on there. <laughs> yes, I am excited. But the big news and the thing that I think everyone should take away from this is it feels like they're almost halfway done with filming. Mm -hmm. And Anthony Byrne posted an Instagram and he's at AntoByrne75. This was last week saying, Peaky night shoots are done. Wait until you see what we've been up to by order oh, wow. of. So, I mean, they're not doing the Game of Thrones where they're gonna be filming for 5,000 nights in a row until the exact moon is at the right distance and yet we still can't see anything on the TV. So I don't think we have to worry too much about that. It feels like things are really happening and, and I'm just so happy for Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh yeah, I'm so excited. I think that, you know, we've seen, of course, time and time again, like they do everything perfectly. So I'm just so excited to see exactly 
what comes of this. And I think it's so cool too, because we see all of these things and we just get this snippet at a time and then we're going to see it all put together and it's going to be so exciting to see everything just like come to fruition. <laughs> I can't wait. I know you can't wait, but I think, uh, I think we've, we've run our mouths enough for this episode. So we're going to wrap things up. Marissa, have a fantastic day. You too. She's Marissa. I'm Daniel and we binge so you don't have to.